GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023, and I got an email yesterday from a listener, and it said this, and it made me go down the rabbit hole, and you're going to go down the rabbit hole with me. Dennett said, Hello, Matthew. It feels like I know you as I listen to your podcast every day. Thanks for putting out great information. You're welcome. Here's an FTX story that I think you should report on. The former head of partnerships at FTX, Sina Nader, has a new job as head of evangelism at MobileCoin. This guy was the CFO and was the head of partnerships for the largest scam ever. He was able to sell the scam to Larry David, Tom Brady, and many other VIPs. You would think the FBI would be all over him. How is he not getting sued? Why is he not in jail? He was the number one promoter of a scam. Cena is a guy with a financial background. He had to know what was going on in FTX unless he was totally incompetent. It just doesn't seem right that he jumps to another job and people congratulate him. He's not a victim. He is an accomplice in a crime. And not just a little crime, but billions of dollars. This is disgusting. Dennett. Dennett, thank you for putting this on my radar. Um, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit on Twitter, the block, Coindesk, and found some articles about this. And here we go. In no particular order, by the way. So it looks as though he joined Robinhood in October of 2019 to strengthen Robinhood's crypto department. And he was there of the head of crypto. Um, he left, obviously, and the spokeswoman for Robin Hood and Robin Hood never made comments about that. I went down the rabbit hole and saw that he was interviewing with people like Kevin O'Leary. Obviously, he's already joined FTX at that point. And as you said, he was the head of partnerships at FTX. During his tenure at FTX, Joe Pompliano tweeted as well, breaking crypto exchange FTX is paying $17.5 million for the renaming of Cal Memorial Stadium for 10 years. It's now FTX Field. The interesting part, Learfield, the multimedia rights holder for Cal Athletics, will accept 100% of their payment in crypto. Probably was in FTX tokens. I wonder how if they cashed out or if they're still holding some bags. At Slizerp Slizerp? Well, he tweeted that FTX has a connection to Cal Athletics through Chief Operating Officer Sina Nader, who is a Cal alum and was a walk-on member of the football team. The corruption is being exposed. I don't know if that's corruption. That just looks like connections. At Kev Emerson tweeted this, I think everyone's overlooking someone here. You missed a rat. Cena Nader, former COO of FTX, who left Robinhood as their head of crypto for FTX. His past resume includes Morgan Stanley, Credit Suisse, Crypto Lux Capital as the director. At Bob Williams tweeted, Cena Nader has resigned from his role at head of partnerships for FTX. So it looks as though Cena resigned right after, and this was, by the way, this was November 12th. And Tina's on the record saying, in quote, what has been revealed in the past few days has completely shocked me, and I'm still in a state of disbelief. So Cena's starting his new chapter at MobileCoin, 
and he tweeted this on February 18th. He said, personally, it's refreshing to be starting a new chapter and to be working on something that's so near and dear to my heart. Do you really want your bank to know everything you've purchased? And then turn around and sell your data to unknown third parties? Neither do I. Privacy is a human right, he says. And sending money to friends quickly, easily, and low cost is something I believe is super important for everyone. Plus, the technology at MobileCoin is open source, meaning everyone can look and validate the tech for themselves. So have we heard about Sita Nader before? No, we haven't. But does that mean he's guilty? I don't know. I do believe in innocent until proven guilty. So if the FBI haven't went over there and arrested him or charged him, maybe he's talking. Maybe he's one of the people who actually broke the story. Maybe he's an inside informant. Maybe they just looked at him and there's nothing wrong because, you know, a lot of people just get a job and they have no clue what the execs are doing. They have no clue what's, you know, the shady part of the business. They're just making the connections. It looks as though he's just a guy who was making connections. Yeah, and maybe those connections were a little, you know, yeah, close. Like, hey, you know, he, they were, he worked there, so therefore they got a sponsorship deal. And, oh, this used to be my former coach, or I, ha I used to play football here, and next thing you know, we're giving him $17 million. You could talk about that. But, but is he really the guy who is stealing money from customers? I don't know. Did he know about it? I don't know. Again, innocent until proven guilty. However, I do agree. We have a lot of people leaving FTX. They were executives. They were leaving FTX, and now they're starting new ventures, raising capital for new businesses. And for me, that doesn't sit right as well. There has to be a happy middle, a happy middle of transparency, letting everybody know how this person was involved with FTX, clearing the person's name, at least letting them know why he wasn't charged or won't be charged, and letting him move on with his life. But at the same time, we're sitting here just still wondering, is he part of it? And why is he getting away with it? But at the same time, innocent until proven guilty. And until he is guilty, he still has his rights as a U.S. citizen. And I believe fully in the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, privacy, freedom of speech, and protections of the Fifth Amendment. So, interesting to put that on our radar. We know somebody else, another player in the game, Brett Harrison, the former president of FTX US. We have questions, but again, unless they're charged, they're innocent. However, for peace of mind, from one of the biggest financial crimes ever, probably should put out a statement to the people, to the victims, explain a little bit why they're not charged as well. If in fact, they actually know why they're not charged. Now let's get into those crypto prices. The time is 9.18 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin. It's at $24,645, down a percent in 24, still up 14 in 7. Ethereum's at $1,680, down 1.8% 1 in 24, still up 11 in 7. Tether's number 3, Binance is at 314, down 1.2%, and USDC is number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, BUSD, Matic at 140, down 6.3%. And I bet you're wondering why it's down 6.3%. Well, I'll tell you why. Because they're laying off 100 jobs or 20% of their workforce. That's what the firm said on Tuesday. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Oh, by the way, we see a lot of layoffs these days, and I am very confused by this. You know, I was watching Dave Ramsey the other day, and he had a rant and a question about this, about the immoral practices. And I do believe that they're immoral. The immoral practices of big companies laying off people just to make it look like they're more profitable, to up their stock prices. And basically, they're throwing their employees to the street because they just want to look better on their P&L. Now, they hire these employees because they probably needed them for some area of their business. But now they don't. Were these employees there to help them make profit? And if you get rid of all these employees, are you going to still be as profitable? Or are you just making it look like it's more profitable because you don't have them on the payroll and then you're actually taken away from your actual business of producing something? I don't know. I don't like this. I also don't like the fact, and I agree with Dave Ramsey with this, is I don't like the fact that they're doing this in case a recession happens, in case we get in trouble. So you're just hiring employees and then kicking them to the curve because you just want to look better. I don't like this practice. If you don't need employees, don't hire them and pay them a good wage. Also, it's such an interesting thing that's happening in the markets right now. You have companies laying off thousands of employees and then you have small businesses woefully understaffed. The service industry, super understaffed. I was in a pizza shop just yesterday that they only could open half of their dining room because they only had one server running her head off. Anyway, it's just an interesting, interesting thing that's happening in the markets right now. Oh, by the way, Dogecoin is at number 10 at 8.6 cents, down 2.45%. The total market cap is down 1.5% at 1.11 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.6, a F dominance of 18.4, and a little bit more news. Stacks is on a tear. It's up around 10% in 24 hours. Oh, by the way, Stacks is the native token powering the Bitcoin-adjacent Stacks blockchain, it's also up around 100%, over 100% on the week. And let's take a look at Litecoin because a developer just adapted the Ordinals project. As you guys know, Ordinals are NFTs, in air quotes, NFTs on Bitcoin. And well, they're putting those Ordinals now on Litecoin. So Litecoin right now is trading at around $93.25. It's down 4% in 24 hours. It's up 1% in 7 days. But when Moon... We'll see. Moving into our headlines. And yes, we have headlines today. Not just me ranting and rambling. I know it's around like, what, 10 and a half minutes in and we're just getting to the news. Well, we're going to get into it right now. Swarm, they just announced the launch of the world's first public investment offering for Apple, Tesla, and two U.S. Treasury bond ETFs on DeFi. Investors can access real-world assets through blockchain technology in a fully regulated way. The tokens are 100% backed by real stocks and bond ETFs bought in traditional finance markets and are available on the Polygon blockchain for both retail and institutional investors. These are compliant under German regulations on Swarm's permissioned DeFi platform. Now again, here's where I say we need audits. You can say that there's regulation. I don't know what the regulation means, how this falls under a certain regulation and not under a certain regulation. You need audits. If they say it's fully backed, then publish that fully backed audit daily, weekly, or something that makes sense. But if it's not audited, I'm still skeptical. However, Swarm, 
they announced you can buy real-world assets, DeFi. My listeners in Japan, or Japanese listeners, I got good news for you. Customers of FTX Japan will be able to withdraw deposits of their crypto and fiat currencies tomorrow. The withdrawal process will be facilitated through Liquid Japan, a crypto trading platform purchased by FTX last spring. FTX Japan warned that the withdrawal process may become bogged down, by the way, because a lot of customers are going to be trying to submit their requests at once. I guess basically when they say, hey, you can get your money, everybody's going to rush to get their money. So how much do they have on that platform? Well, on December 1st, it looks as though they had around $94.5 million in crypto and $46 million in fiat. Where do you stack in all of this? On February 19th, there are a total of 2,027 whales. What's a Bitcoin whale? Well, somebody that holds around 1,000 Bitcoin or more. How much is 1,000 Bitcoin? Uh, around $24, $25 million. There are only 117 mega whales. What's a mega whale? Well, these are the people that are hodling 10,000 Bitcoin or more. Or $250 million at current prices. Now, more realistic to me and you, maybe, I don't know who's listening, but between me and you, there are 982,000 howlers with one Bitcoin or more. That's a rise from 814,000 from this time last year and 788,000 of February of 2020, meaning more of us are stacking sats. Keep stacking, y'all. Do not be intimidated. 20, 30, 40, $50 at a time, $100 a buck. It doesn't matter. It looks as though people are stacking. Hope you're stacking too. Oh, that's not financial advice. I'm just saying that I'm really happy to see more people stack sats. There are now 132 different tokens issued on BNB chain, 25 tokens on Ethereum, and 10 separate tokens on other blockchains like Solana, Arbitrum, OKChain, Kronos. What are these tokens I'm talking about? Well, they're scammers trying to cash in on ChatGPT. They're issuing ChatGPT tokens. They're fake tokens branded after ChatGPT and have no affiliation with OpenAI, Microsoft, ChatGPT, or anything. So be warned. Stay skeptical of everything. If you see it and it's too good to be true, it's probably going to be too good to be true. The most popular token has a market cap of $250 million and it is right now, I just checked it, is still going up. Why? Because it's called ChatGPT token. Looks like they got the best name. There's other tokens called Bing Chat GPT, and it looks like they were just a pump and dump because they've dropped 99%. And finally, it looks like Hong Kong is going to regulate stablecoins, maybe as soon as this year. The proposed regime will cover entities if they actively market or operate in Hong Kong, and it will also increase the number of licenses an issuer will need. The current stance is that stablecoins must be fully backed by high-quality liquid assets and be redeemable for fiat currencies. Oh, by the way, they're not going to allow any algorithmic stablecoins. For me, that's good news. Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. You can always email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes. If you don't understand what I'm saying, you just click open those notes, see my email, send me an email. I'll probably read it on air. Ask any question you would like, and don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.